anger as she viewed the board. You cheated, sister, she exclaimed. That knight was nowhere near my pawn. Death pressed a jeweled hand to her chest. I certainly did not, she lied. Love gave her a withering look. It's my own fault, she said, sitting down again. I should know better than to take my eyes off you, even for a second. You hate to lose. Death leaned back in her chair, twining her fingers in her necklace, trying not to smirk. As she waited for her sister to make a move, her eyes traveled around the room. Antlers hung above the stone mantel. The heads of boars and wolves adorned the walls, firelight dancing in their glass eyes. A sudden movement in the mirror caught Death's attention. The glass now showed a magnificent library, and in it, a young woman. She was wearing the plain blue dress of a village girl. Her thick, dark tresses were tied up with a ribbon, and her warm brown eyes sparkled with humor and intelligence. Death's gaze sharpened at the appearance of the girl, like a lion's at the sight of a gazelle. Belle, she whispered. So beautiful, just like your name. Love glanced at the mirror. You know the girl, she asked. I've known her for quite some time. She was a babe in her mother's arms when we met. As Death watched, Belle pulled a book off a shelf, then held it up, smiling. The beast squinted at it, trying to read the title. Belle opened the book and read the first page. Her head bent, she didn't see the sadness in the beast's eyes turn to happiness. Love, her fingers poised over the chessboard now, said, That girl will be the one. Mark my words. She's brave, stubborn, even more stubborn than the beast is, and she has a heart of gold. Hmm. But it's not the girl's heart that's in question, is it? Death mused. Love, her brow furrowed in concentration, barely heard her sister. Nor did she notice as a horned beetle flew off her necklace and landed atop the mirror. It's the beast's heart we're concerned with, Death continued. Have you forgotten how he behaved when he was still a prince? Why, on the very day he was enchanted, he spent alms meant for the poor on a new carriage, made fun of a kitchen boy's stutter, and ran a stag to death with his hounds. I would have turned the fool into a worm and crushed him under my boot, but you did not. Why, I'll never know. Because he deserves a second chance, Love said. Everyone does. My enchantress transformed the outer man to transform the inner. His suffering will teach him kindness and compassion. He'll find his heart again. Death groaned in exasperation. He has no heart, sister. One cannot find that which never existed. Love's eyes, bright with feeling, met Death's. You're wrong, she said. I've watched him since he was a child. I saw what happened to him, how cruelly his father treated him. He had to hide his heart. It was the only way he could survive. 
Death waved a dismissive hand at her, but love did not give up. Giving up was not in her nature. Have you ever seen a bear made to fight off dogs in a village square for sport? She asked. Have you seen how it snarls and snaps? Pain, fear, they can turn you into something you were never meant to be. The beast can change. You'd better be quick about it. That rose of yours looks none too healthy, Death said, nodding at the mirror. It now showed a table in the beast's castle. Candlelight fell upon it, illuminating a single red rose, suspended in a glass cloche. The rose's head drooped. Withered petals lay under it. As death and love watched, another one dropped.